Good afternoon, Jonathan. Good afternoon, Luke, or good morning, I should say. <laughs> we are here for a very special perspective episode, a long overdue interview with the one and only Francesca Marano, <laughs> WordPress core team lead at Yoast. Welcome to Crossword, Francesca. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, we've been trying to do this for a while, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have since since last season. In fact, yeah. I am really excited to have you on at last, so that we can chat about all things WordPress, especially WordPress core development. Uh, for those who may not know you, few and far between though they may be. Maybe you could give us a little bit of background history, uh, a little bit of your experience with WordPress in the lead up to your current role in the, your current position on, on the WordPress core contributor team. Yes. So the short story is I was a, an administrative manager with a mommy blog. I turned that into a business, and then I became a WordPress developer, a WordPress uh, core contributor. <laughs> That's the short version. <laughs> the long version is that I have been uh, um, playing with computers my whole life because my parents uh, are both programmers. Mm. Um, my mom was one of the first female programmers in Italy in the 70s, and um and so I've been around computers my whole life, and I tried not to become a developer my whole life, <laughs> despite basically life trying everything to make me one. But then at some point, I did find a passion in all of this, and it was making, um, making websites. Mm. And the more... Uh, specifically making websites for women that were um, transitioning into a new career uh, most of the time after having kids and not being able to go back to the workforce, uh, the traditional workforce, let's say, the, uh, the very much patriarchy-dominated word of Italy. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, so, you know, I've been playing with HTML since 1999. And then um, I even almost pursued a degree in uh, multimedia and art. But um, this is something that I also told Mr. Zeldman himself this week. I left uh, three exams before uh, graduating because I brought um, a Jeffrey Zeldman book to my human interaction um professor in 2006 and she didn't know what that book was and who Jeffrey Zellman was and what CSS uh, Zen Garden was and I was like out, oh. out of here that's it <laughs> I don't have anything else to learn from this place <laughs> so you know I've been tinkering around with websites and tinkering around with uh, the internet for a few years then I honestly started blogging about my son and uh, my quest for uh, recipes for his food and, uh, you know, knitting stuff for him and mm. stuff like that. And then I realized that, oh, I know how to tweak this website. And that became far more interesting than my attempts of being a good housewife and mommy blogger. <laughs> I have to ask, is, is the blog still around? It, still is. it oh, is. It yeah? is. Actually, you know what? It's a child theme of 2010, I think. Oh, oh wow. That still works perfectly. It's yeah. uh, it called uh, meetthecoens.com. <laughs> it's oh, in I'm, Italian. I'm well, actually, now. the last post I wrote there is about the different stages of open source contribution and there's a lot of swear words so it depends it's not at some point it became a ranting place but yeah it's a it's a, a childy i think of 2010 or 2011 i cannot remember but basically i started playing around with this while having a career as administrative manager uh in different fields and uh, people asked me to make their websites they were like can you make me a website like this one? And I'm like, sure. Like, and they wanted me 
and they wanted to pay me. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like I do something else for a living. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 we, we do want to pay you. So I built my business uh, slowly, but kind of steadily. I um, And I focused on the, this niche of uh, women um, changing career paths. Mm. And, uh, you know, they really needed a website that was reliable, fast, uh, secure, and easy for them to use. Um, so At this point, how did most of them find you? I was uh, through a blog that I had, actually my real blog, which is francescamarano.com. And uh, I was very lucky to find a good name for myself when I started mm. uh offering my services which was digital doula ah, as you ah, don't know right. yeah. Yeah, yeah yes yeah. so it kind of opened up conversations because if you know what a doula is they were like oh man i want i need you i need you for this <laughs> and if they didn't know what a doula was they always asked me what it was and that was a conversation starter yeah. well, i love that uh, i'd love to hear what the response is how do you describe a doula to someone who, who's in a website. <laughs> I will help you give birth to your online presence. I love it. <laughs> that it's is true. fantastic. It's true. I did. Yeah. It's true. That's what I did. Um, so I was very lucky to. I'm, I'm not a very creative person. So, and definitely writing is not my thing. So I have no idea how I came up with this thing, but it really was. Uh, a good uh, good thing for me. And, you could start uh, you know, offering uh, SEO services and call it the SEO wet nurse. Or, yeah, I, I also like the myotic process. I don't know <laughs> how you call it in English, but we'll see. Well, there are all sorts of uh, services that can be given <laughs> under this um, personal We're, we're going to need to find a um, yeah. an appropriate... Uh, title now for your for your WordPress core con contribution career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still doing the same thing, more or less, right? Helping people get something done through WordPress. So, so my job has changed the target, more or less, and the things that I do. But my mission is always that, like to allow people to really leverage the internet to make a living. So you had all this progress helping women sort of get online, birth their digital presence. Yeah. <laughs> where where did core contribution first come into the mix? Like where did the idea come from? Like what, what, what was some of your first involvement? So my first involvements with WordPress were not uh, core related because again, as I said, like I'm, I was, I have to skill up because Front end has changed so much in four years. It's like when I talk about HTML and CSS, I'm like, I'm, I'm probably not talking about what I was doing back then. Ah. <laughs> so uh, at the time, my skills were what you would say, um, like an old school front end developer. <laughs> so I didn't think uh, WordPress really needed me. So I started mm, mostly working on uh, translations and community. I was very involved with the community team for four years. Um, I uh, that was also kind of on a whim. I so I met people that were already contributing to WordPress. They were like, "It's fun, come on board," and I'm like, "Sure." And <laughs> so I started contributing, and three months later, I bought myself a ticket for Philadelphia to attend my uh, first WordCamp US. Oh yeah, and I was just like, "Let's go see what's this." WordCamp thing about because I've never been to a WordCamp before and you wow. know I was just like let's go do this. So Philadelphia so WordCamp US was your first. Yeah, WordCamp US was nice. my first WordCamp and um I met uh people that are still very central for my development as a contributor and as a human being like Andrea Middleton uh who really took me under her wing and uh, showed me um and showed me around showed me what it was to contribute to the community and taught me a lot of things and um and so i started contributing to community and i loved it and i wanted to do more and at the same time i had my business so you know i really had to 
find a way to balance the two things, which was not always easy as a freelancer. And uh, then I and then uh, in 2017, uh, SiteGround was looking for a community manager. And again, I was like, let's try this. I mean, worst case scenario, they will tell me no. Uh, but they said yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I was hired by SiteGround. I worked for three years there. And that's last summer is when I became involved with CORE. So it's kind of a long, it was a long way for me to get there because I didn't, I think from the outside, it looks that CORE gets a lot of resources mm. and the spotlight and everything. And I'm much more someone that likes to, you know, get stuff done that other people might not really mm. want to do. And especially as a sponsor contributor, I always more than before, I felt like it was important to also take care of the boring stuff that needs to be, <laughs> to happen. Right. Why does, why does that seem important to you? It, it, because I think, because I, first of all, I love an underdog always in life. So whenever I see that, uh, something needs more TLC, I'm there. I like, I need to do that. <laughs> so, and because I'm not sure people realize un until they start working in the project, for example, how much boring admin work is needed to put a, a, up a WordCamp, not from the organizers, but, you know, all the invoicing and paying the invoices and helping figure out if that specific plugin is GPL compatible. And yeah. you get, so the community team uses Help Scout to, uh, you know, to manage all the uh, emails they get from people. And, and you get hundreds of emails every day and just, triaging the inbox is like you have to do it to keep yeah, things that's working like a job and there are people who do this as uh, their full-time job but i also felt that it was important that other people would do that and that would help the mechanism moving because we're i see a lot of time you know we <laughs> Okay, I, this might be a bit controversial, but yeah, yeah, I don't care. Bring it on. <laughs> I see a lot of uh, freelancers, and somehow I also did it. Um, that look for the spotlight, right? Because mm. that they think this will bring more uh, customers. This will bring maybe a job offer, um, visibility, authority, reputation, blah blah blah. All the things that yeah. uh, we think. Now, I never got a customer through a WordCamp talk. <laughs> so I don't think that was an investment uh, for me. But for example, the fact that I was hired by SiteGround and then by Yoast, it, it is because I put myself out there. Yeah. And so, you know, I both did the groundwork and uh, the the invisible work of keeping the mechanism going but also put myself out there and uh and became visible um and it's a fine line i would say that it's it's hard it, so i have this talk that is called the selfish contribution yeah that i love doing because i think you know people tend to go this oh yes i contribute to open source because it's it's the cause and it's the, you know, it's the higher calling. And I'm like, yes, but you also need to pay bills. So let's try to find a good balance. So you need to find a good balance. And my experience is that if you do it only for your own uh, visibility, you'll get nothing out of it. So <laughs> that's where you need to really find the, the right measure of, selfishness and selflessness. <laughs> so I'm really, really curious about this. You, so you, the talks, the talks that you did, for instance, at WordCamp before you got the job, like you didn't do it to get a job. Like you maybe didn't know those opportunities were there. What, why, like, what was your motivation? So there's a number of things. First of all, I didn't think people would hire me because I get like, that was not even yeah. a possibility. Yeah. So the reasons were, first of all, because I wanted 
to do it. It's a skill that I wanted to develop in life. And uh, speaking at WordCamps is um, a much friendlier atmosphere than other events. So it's always good. I wanted to travel. So if I travel to speak somewhere, also as a freelancer, I can expense my airfare. So, you know, I would go to Philadelphia and uh, expense the ticket and also have a couple of days around Philadelphia. Why not? I wanted to meet like-minded people because at that time in my career and in my life in Italy, I felt that there was more, Mm. but didn't really know how to find it and to define it. And I wanted to represent older women uh, on stage and uh, non-English, non-native English speaker women on stage, which is, you know, I was like, at first, I was like, am I going to go on stage with this broken English I have? And then I'm like, who cares? I do speak English. Do they speak Italian? No. So I'm winning here. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So that's, uh, that's, how I got to side ground. And then last year, uh, Josefa Haddon, who's the executive director of WordPress.org, and Jeff Paul reached out to me and say, hey, would you like to come on board uh, for a core release? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I, my life is a, is a constant stream of, sure, let's do this. Let's try, try it. it. I mean, yeah. In a worst case scenario, you fail miserably. First of all, in WordPress, there are uh, fail saves <laughs> things in place, so you don't fail miserably. But even if you do, who cares? Yeah. So what what was your role in that release? What was it? Five point five? Did you say five point three? So I three. started five. So I <laughs> that was also very funny because they reached out to me. Um, I think around the beginning of the year, and they were like, "We need people for minors." I'm like, yeah, minor, like I, you know, yeah, sounds good. And then they're like, "No, uh, we actually need someone for a major." <laughs> All right, let's do it. And the role uh, was of release coordinator, which is uh, one of the co-leads of uh, the release. So. Uh, after 5.0, WordPress moved uh, from a model of having one release lead and a couple of deputies um, to do this, to have an actual team, and everyone has a different role with a focus, specific focus. So you kind of share the workload and you bring more skills in different personalities so it's a it's an interesting uh, experiment so uh, you still have a release lead but then at a minimum you have a release coordinator which is kind of project manager um kind of figure then you have a triage um focus lead who's also a project management uh, role um and it's more about you know checking that all the things um, are not blocked. Uh, For example, you have tickets, so you you need to do bug scrubs and stuff like that. And the release coordinator keeps a bit more of a bird's eye view on everything. So not just on the track and the tickets, but you will also ping the people that are writing the about page. You will also, you know, make sure that all the parts are working and progressing as they should. And if they are not, then f- find a way to help. Mm. And, uh, and this, uh, this is a topic we've talked at some length with Ryan Singer about from Basecamp. And mm. it was an interesting talk because, you know, he's coming from the perspective of, you know, how can a business get things done? How can uh, an organization, a corporation, you know, make some good progress on their, on their, in-house proprietary software project but we were kind of stumped when it comes to wordpress how can you apply some of the same principles because at the end the end of the day everybody is contributing their time freely so these are these are some of the answers we've come up with right like these are 
some of the roles that we've defined to help yeah. keep things moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't think we'll ever be able or willing to become a super structured uh, project because that's not what open source uh, is about uh, or it is in some projects, but I don't see this happening really in WordPress anytime soon. Uh, but at the same time, you have to keep things moving. <laughs> so, and the project itself is bigger and more complicated than ever. So, you know, maybe 10, think even just about, so this is one of my biggest headaches always is um, uh, having WordPress core developed in the track ah. and the Gutenberg developed in GitHub. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just that you cannot think that the one person that is also deciding on the technical issues and um, uh, replying uh, to tickets on track and uh, milestone things and talk to the other the people, then they can also keep an eye on Gutenberg and also make sure that the about page gets written and make sure that... So the one person release model cannot work anymore yeah, for, work. for this size of a project. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at a minimum, you have at least some people looking at core and some people looking at Gutenberg and someone looking at both of them and say, are you also looking at each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you've served in, in a number of these roles. Um, and, and now you're focused on 5.7. Is that right? So I did 5.3 and 5.4 as a release coordinator. Uh, then I took a very long break for 5.5. I basically disappeared and I was like, people, I'm out of here. There's a pandemic. I need to yeah. recharge. And at the same time, I also uh, moved from, uh, no, I actually moved uh, from Saigon uh, uh, to Yoast right after the release. So I took a long, long break this summer and then came back for 5.6, which is the, um, the release that is being worked on right now, which is the famous all-female and non-binary people release. I, I, I don't think non-binary people is correct English, but you got me, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so this release is coming out in two weeks. Uh, the team is really big because it has the focus leads, but it also has cohorts. Mm. So groups of um, of women that are uh, contributing to the same thing and learning. Uh, so hopefully also 5.7 and many releases after that, we'll see an increased number of women, um, in the ranks. But in the meantime, I also started, uh, serving as the WordPress core team representative. So behind the scenes, I am mentoring, uh, the women that are now involved with 5.6 and, you know, trying to help as much as I can. And I started planning for 5.7. Uh, and that's a whole other ride planning for a release. It's, it's also very exciting and, uh, and time-consuming and sometimes maddening because you, people don't reply to you and you're like, but people, we're making history here. Maybe 5.7 will take us over 40% of the web. But they're like, yeah, but, you know, I do this when I have time, not like you as a full-time job. So yeah. chill. So <laughs> I want to talk a bit more about contribution because I think that, that's a yeah. good sort of segue to it. <laughs> Can you give us the summary of, you've talked about this concept of, of selfish versus like non-selfish contributions. Like how would you sum up your thinking on that? Give us like the short version of that. So the short version uh, comes from uh, uh, Eric Raymond's uh, book, The Cathedral in the Bazaar. So I don't have to think too much. And it's the first lesson, which is, um, I never remember it by heart, but it's basically uh, each developer uh, scratches their own each. 
in terms of contribution. <laughs> and I think that's both uh, uh, selfish and selfless because you are working on open source, but you're scratching your own itch. And I think that is very important because uh, if people work on things that they don't like, especially if it's volunteer work, it's a drag. Why, uh, like, yeah. why would you want to do that? Why would yeah. you want to work on something that you don't like? Uh, so I think that uh, contributors should, I think that this is also the key for um, for long-term success and sustainability mostly, is to pick something that you're really passionate about and, uh, and you really want to see, and you want to see it through, um, but also accept that not everyone maybe want the same thing as you do. So let's take your example for a moment. Like yes. you, you described your inclination to do some of the more boring things, right? And like what, what is it? I, I don't imagine you're, bo you're passionate about boring things, but what, what is it about that? Is it the impact potential? It's, is it, it Yes. Because okay. I'm telling you, for example, one of the first tasks you need to do when you put together uh, a release is to ping all the component maintainers. So for our listeners, if you're not uh, familiar with the term, WordPress has components, which are exactly what they sound like in, in English. So there are sub-particles of um, WordPress core, uh, very specific, very vertical. And we have about 60, including all the sub-components. Uh, and they like go from... widgets and customizer. And yes. And, and uh, internationalization, XML, P, uh, RPC. And then you have posts, which have... Uh, some subcomponents, and then you have, um, for example, a new one is uh, update install. The media library. Uh, the media library, uh, the editor. We used to have a tiny MCE, <laughs> you know, all this kind of thing. So one of the first steps is reach out to all these groups of people, which are honestly made of a lot of volunteers, and start saying, hey, we're start working on a release. What is on your agenda and do you have a time? And you do that for 60 times, basically. And some will reply and some will not. I will not name and shame, but I have a blacklist, <laughs> uh, so, you know. And then a week after, like, I don't know if you had time to see my message, but I really would like to put together you know, a scope for the release and help the, pe or help the people that are working on the release do this. And you do this and you do this. So this is not exciting work. It's not, mm -hmm. but it needs to happen. Or we put out a post uh, with the wish list. I put it out yesterday. It already has something like 50 yep. uh, comments and everyone throws in there what they want to see in WordPress. With Their favorite WordPress gripes. Yes, and sometimes, you know, they align with the roadmap, which is what core mostly works out, works from. But sometimes it's just like, I have been working on this for 12 years and I refreshed the patch 25 times. I really want to see this. And I was like, yes, but that's not relevant anymore. Or, you know, okay, that's great. But, mm. you know, it's still, it does. you cannot just think that I've, if there's a ticket and there's a patch, then it will be it will make it to core necessarily. Mm. So you might get over a hundred replies to that post. And at some point, someone will have to take note of all the tickets that were mentioned and see if they cross-reference to any of the things that the component maintainers have highlighted or you might spot something interesting so you go back to the component maintainers are like hey this person mentioned this ticket that does look promising what do you think and it goes on and on <laughs> and so it's spreadsheets and you know <laughs> going to see what the ticket is like and sometimes it's a ticket with I don't know, 200 replies and no conclusion. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so that's that's a bit of the boring uh, work. <laughs> it's very challenging, though. I mean, as you're describing it to me, like sometimes maybe it's – is it um, – is it your – is it the fact that you can see the potential in it 
that makes it interesting enough to do it? Or is it the, or is that so difficult? Like, no, I think because I have, uh, <laughs> I have not been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have OCD and I cannot see issues okay. unresolved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> need, at some point, I will need to have an answer. So, for all those with a project things. like WordPress, like, we need all types, yes. right? Like, we need people from all different yes. perspectives. Yes. It's one of the things that I love about this, this community, this ecosystem the most is, is how much diversity yeah. there is. Period. Just currently, there's so much opportunity yet yeah. for more, and we need more of that. Oh, yes. What, what is the, when you're thinking about like recruiting and you think about this concept of motivation, like selfish and unselfish, if, if someone is thinking about getting involved, because I suspect there's a lot of people who've been in WordPress and have contributed in their own ways. At, like, I think once you step into the ecosystem, because I, I deal with this in WooCommerce all the time, like once you step in, like you're now a part of it, there's a piece of ownership there. And just by using the software, just by showing up, there is this degree of participation in the community and contribution. Yet there's so much more that you can do. And and there's all this intrinsic value to it, right? Like when you go to talk at a WordCamp, you're learning, you're adding new skills, you're adding new, those are things that we can say selfish. I even just think like, it's just being a creative human, like learning, yeah. right? Like there's so much opportunity there. But what would you say, I, I guess if someone's considering contribution or hasn't, uh, how, how would you encourage people to think about contribution? I honestly would encourage everyone to think what they can learn out of it. Okay. Honestly, because I think that is, uh, that is the, th well, this is the thing that has actually kept me going mm. for five years, even when I was a freelancer and, you know, it was not my day job, but it was either my night job or my weekend job contributing to WordPress. My drive was always like, I can learn stuff from this project and these people that I will probably never be able to learn anywhere else. Um, and this stays true to this day. And so this is something that I encourage everyone to look out for. And I also encourage people to be... Uh, very selective about their time. It doesn't matter if their time is 40 hours a week or one hour a month uh, because the project is so massive, because there are so many things to do. Because, you know, here we're talking about core and we're talking about the tickets in core, which always seem like this enormous amount of work, but there's a lot of other stuff that needs yeah. to happen yeah. <laughs> because WordPress is not, this is also a very interesting uh, conversation. What do you define as WordPress? Is it just WordPress core? Is it the whole ecosystem of plugins and uh, themes? Is it the whole ecosystem of the users? So, you know, like it gets bigger and bigger. So you really have to be specific on what you want to work on because it's a thrill. So you, I see a lot of people, well, I see myself, I got hooked to contributing. So, you know, I wanted to do more and more. So I started looking into this and I started looking into that. And I said, and I still, every time there is a ping for the community team uh, uh, people, I'm like, oh, I should really do the community team chat and I should really read the blog. And I'm like, no. <laughs> now you're focusing on core. Maybe in two years you'll focus back on community or you'll focus on something else, but you cannot be everywhere all the time because then you miss the things where you might really be needed to make a difference. If you spread yourself too thin, if you spread yourself all around the place, if you're all over the place, and even if you have 40 hours a week, like, so my team at Yoast uh we have different skills it's very interesting because the other um sponsored teams they're more or less all work on core like you know the folks at uh, tenap or the folks at um bluehost they all work on core so my team is actually very very um diverse in terms of uh, the knowledge because we have 
well, Sergei Biryukov is <laughs> in my team. So he's uh, doing 75% of the commits for every, <laughs> uh, every release. So he's very, very, obviously very much into core. And then uh, um, uh, Ari uh, is a, has been a team developer for years and has been working on the theme uh, development and the theme team, but is also very much into Gutenberg and is mm. super into full site editing right now. Full site editing is dominating our conversations. And then we have Justin, who is um, also, uh, he's a front-end developer, but right now is very much focused on documentation because that's his passion. And then we got a new hire, but I don't know if I can say who it is. I don't think I can say who it is because the paperwork is not signed yet, but I'm very excited. And it's someone that has, has been part of the 5.6 release. It's someone that has been very important in the release. And uh, it's someone that... Um, Stay, uh, stay, stay tuned on Twitter. Yeah, It'll all be revealed soon. So, uh, but I'm going through person, my list of people it could be right now in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but send out a few person Also has a different um, different skills. So you know, and then it's me that I'm just there for emotional support, coordination, and uh, comic relief, basically. <laughs> Oh man, there's there's so many ways we could take this. One of the, I'll, I'll just start with some basic questions. Yes. What are you excited about with the the future of WordPress, and what are you nervous about? Like, what what, what are concerns? So, the, the, those ideas and contrasts. What are you looking forward to, and what concerns, yes. if any, do you have about the future? I'm equally excited and concerned about the same things, basically, because they're all big projects and they're all complicated projects uh, so um, they scare me and excite me uh, full site editing right now I cannot see it in my mind so I am excited about the idea of full site editing but because I cannot envision it in my mind right now is more concerned for me than it is um, I'm, I'm so glad it's not just me <laughs> Because I, I know the potential, right? Yeah. You, you know that it's, it's, it's a one thing. The first time that I actually realized how big this is going to be for all of us is uh, we're on a test scrub for the widget screen, which ended up not being included in 5.6. So that was the first, because when you're now in the, in the post or page editor, it's all Gutenberg, it's all sleek, React, uh, you know, and then you go back to the WP admin and everything is janky and put together and, and the UI is different and stuff like that. And then the widget screen was like, oh, this feels familiar and full of possibilities. Uh, so I imagine full site editing of being something like that, but because I can, I don't see a proof of concept. I don't see uh, an MVP yet. Um, no, not an MVP. Yes, MVP, you said in English. Sorry. The MVP yes. is not just the most valuable player in the league. <laughs> a minimum it's viable also, product. Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, it's also the most valuable player in the league right now. <laughs> so <laughs> both things. It's both. Uh, and, and because as I have this OCD tendencies that I need to control everything, not having like a JIRA task for it, it's a nightmare for me. But, uh, so I am concerned uh, about how this is going to look and the timing, because uh, it seems that it has been going slower than it was supposed to. Mm. But I still think this is the thing that will really bring us outside of that beloved well-known wp admin experience mm. do, do you think that two questions here yeah. full site editing will unify the wordpress admin interface and question two is we'll see it in 2021 so will it unify the interface i don't know because there's no proof of concept but i hope so so that's so. 
my hope me too and my my dream and uh because honestly right now every time i go out of a post i'm like man why can't i have the nice things everywhere so i do hope that uh full site editing will uh bring some just a quick aside, back in the day, people used to always complain about the customizer being so different from the rest of WordPress. Yes. Now we've got also another, another yeah. completely different yeah. area. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And right. I think full site editing in 2021, again, it depends how many people work on it because right now there's a very small people, a very small group of people working on that. Again, I think people have this feeling that there's infinite resources at ah. play, but there's not. There's like, right now, full site editing is a bunch of automaticians, Ari from Yoast, <laughs> uh, and a variety of volunteers that come and go. And so I think also here the big questions are how do we make sure that the variety of volunteers, which are vital, vital for us not to work in a silo and not just to talk to each other, basically. Let's how just do touch we on that. Them? How do we Let's touch on that a moment longer? Yeah. Because like I, I work at Automatic. I've been here a year. It's fantastic. But I've also been in this ecosystem for a long time. And I remind myself of that. Yeah. It, it's that silo thing is a very real thing. Oh, right? yeah. like, like you can, you can think what you want. Like I'm biased. I think most of what automatic does is great, but, uh, but sometimes it's an innocent siloing that yeah. happens where you just miss perspective. And because the WordPress is so much bigger, I, I, I feel strongly though. I'd love to hear your thoughts though. Like why, why is that diversity vital? Because otherwise that would be wordpress.com and just go on and do it. It's great. It's a great product. I love WordPress.com. <laughs> I, I use it. And uh, so if you develop in a silo, uh, then you have a different product. And WordPress, an open source project cannot be developed in a silo. Otherwise, it yeah. it's not an open source project. It oh. needs to be open code, open commit, everything. So uh, I feel str I feel. That is something that especially uh, teams of sponsored contributors fall into without realizing it because it's you're talking to your colleagues. So, you know, if something suddenly there is something up with full site editing and the whole team of Yoast is working at that, of course, the, our first instinct will be to talk about it with our colleagues. Yes. So we are. We have now a new policy that whenever some conversations, you know, so we still have this. Uh, we still start this conversation sometimes in our own Yoast Slack channel. But then I am in charge of saying move this to core or move this to themes. And Yoast, not the plugin, the man is actually the one that told us. What are we doing here? Why are we keeping all this knowledge to ourselves? Why are we keeping all the questions to ourselves? So it's basically like go out into the world and talk to people <laughs> and ask questions and propose things and see how it goes. So I love that. It's something you, you touched on earlier that, that I think is really important is I think it, it's possible. I don't know the right word for it in English, uh, but or in any language, but it's possible to have a open source project that is completely proprietary, right? Google, mm. Google Chrome or the Chrome you mentioned and Apple's Swift programming language, right? WebKit, yeah. things like that. They're not really contributed to by a community of people, but yeah. by a company. And WordPress is not unique, but very special in that it has a, quite the variety of different contribution sources. Yeah. And we need a guard against sort of automatic control in that sense, or not control. We need a guard against. We need to guard against any domination. I think. I think we really, really need to to create a good dialogue between all the parts. Um, it is true that I. That's also another thing that I think it looks from the outside that automatic has a lot more control over the project that it actually has, <laughs> because if it was just automatic, 
again, we only would have WordPress.com. So, um, so I think it's very healthy to have a dialogue all the time and a debate even, um, and also not have the us versus them mentality, but actually come together. So, for example, full site editing is a good example because full site editing is and Gutenberg in general is very much spearheaded by automatic, right? But like, if people come and say, "Hey, we could also do this, or we should not do that," and they they bring forth an argument, a well placed and well um, uh, well articulated argument, everyone will listen. You're but, right. You know, if you come and you're like, oh, "You automatician are taking care of," blah, 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 it's like, "Ah, oh, get out of here! We're not in kindergarten." So, <laughs> if you if you articulate uh, your um, your concerns about certain things, they will be addressed. That's my my experience. So, um, if you feel, for example, uh, that the GitHub repo for uh, Gutenberg is not clear enough on some things and, um, you know, there are some processes that could be put in place to make it clearer for people or stuff like that, you talk to, to the people that are working on that full time. Um, I, I do see gatekeeping in open source in general, but... I really believe that it's unintentional gatekeeping most of the time. It's really like I'm working on this full time and it's easier for me to do it with people that can keep up with my rhythm. Yeah. And that makes sense. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad because, for example, uh, another passion that I recently discovered is testing. Oh. And I know nothing about it, absolutely nothing. I don't know anything about it, but now I'm super into it and I'm reading about it and I'm asking questions and stuff Are you like that. Talking about unit testing or QA? Everything. I know nothing and I want to learn everything. So <laughs> that's my uh, that's my uh, approach uh, to this. Nice. And uh, and. So I really want to do something about it, but um, I have I haven't found yet someone that wants or is able to work on testing full time. Ah. So I have these amazing conversations with volunteers, and you know we're like, all right, let's do this. This could be a good first step to get us starting on testing, and then. Of course, they have other stuff to do in their life. So I don't hear from them. And I'm like, oh, what should I do now? Should I just move forward with this on my own? Maybe with the help of my, you know, of Yoast QA department, which probably can put together all the tests needed in a short period of time <laughs> because we have most of those. Or do I accept that it will be slower but it will be that's uh, interesting point because that can then lead to that unintended gatekeeping yes. right where it's like yes. okay i've got these resources internally yes. I, i'm sure my automaticians deal with that same thing where it's like you can you can just knock on someone's door nearby proverbially speaking yeah. and say hey can you help me with this yeah. versus this sort of more open like okay who can help me yeah. and then they won't yeah. always be able to help and it's i think harder. that one thing that Core for sure can do better, Gutenberg too. But I somehow feel that all the teams involved in WordPress can do better as being more open in their communication and uh, post things out uh, when they get the idea and not wait for things to be already done or when there is already group of people working on that but kind of really saying hey i want to build tests i want to test wordpress i don't even know what it looks like but i want friends with me on the on you this think adventure <laughs> with that being open i read a book recently from brene brown called daring greatly mm. it's, it's one of my one of my favorites of hers and she talks a lot about this concept of vulnerability yeah. 
in, in like the workplace. Is, do you, is there is there an association with like a hesitance to be open and the risk of kind of what can happen by putting your communications out there? Have you seen that at all? Yes. Uh, I see it every day with people whose language is not English. That is still an incredible barrier to contribution to every open source project in the world. Um, Because, you know, it's hard enough to put your ideas in front of thousands of people because the the core Slack channel has 35,000 people in it. That's a like a rock concert, right? Every time you say something, yeah. you're you're <laughs> legal on screen on on the stage basically. And um and the blog has thousands of views, so every time you put something in public, you have lots of eyes on you. So if you're also second guessing mm. your grammar, it doesn't help. <laughs> And you might not be familiar with open source practices and you not, might not be familiar with the project. So that's also a question. Like, do I just vomit things in the, the blog because I want to get them out? Or do I spend time doing a research? And I think, again, it's a big bit of both. Have you ever um, considered maybe publishing something on Make WordPress in Italian and asking for a translator? Not no. that you need one. I mean, but but just in in, uh, I guess like a fairness sort of thing in a equal, equality of access, it should be possible for non English speakers to contribute. We have people who oh, yeah. translate, right? We have people There's- who translate blog posts into other languages. So why not English translators? Because I think that would be so time consuming. And again, with the very little resources that we have available. But then I got the thing that I'm very excited about the future of WordPress, which is multilingual. Mm. So, for example, so multilingual is the deal for me because it's, you know, I have worked on so many multilingual uh, uh, websites in my life as a user um, a lot of the of the websites I go to will have English and Italian. So, you know, and in general, there's a lot less people speaking Italian than there is English speakers. So obviously, uh, multilingual is a big issue for anyone who's not a native English speaker. And one thing, now that you mention it, Luke, <laughs> could be that you can have... Uh, the core blog and have posts in different languages that then get uh, can be read by anyone, but they can also be funneled into the Italian um, version of core, Spanish version of core, the Japanese version of core. Right now there are locales. So if you go to it.wordpress.org or, you know, jp.wordpress.org, you'll see the, the internationalized and localized version of WordPress.org, but not all things are translated um, because, again, it depends on how many volunteers you have to do that. Some communities are extremely um, active. So, you know, like 10 minutes after the post on uh, the blog is published about a new release, they will have it translated in their language. Some of those websites have never been used. Um, So maybe multilingual can help us also with this. And multilingual is the thing that I'm most excited about. And also the thing that I'm not concerned because I I know a lot of people that are excited about it and have the skills to make it happen. (laughs) All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, this has been fantastic. I appreciate all that you've been sharing. Um, I wanted to touch on just recruiting and some of the opportunities yes. as we kind of close this out. Yes. What, for, for people listening, some folks listening are already involved, some aren't involved. Yes. What what, what guidance would you give folks? Where okay. where can they, they, where should they be starting? Where should they be looking? So the first step is go to a website called make.wordpress.org. 
which is the home of all the uh, teams that make WordPress. And uh, you will see Core is one of them, and there are other 17. Not like there's a lot. Uh, accessibility, polyglots, um, TV training, community, Tide, like you name it, probably there is a team already for that. So you see what interests you. And some teams are more active and some are less active. So if a team is very active, I would say the first thing is go lurk. So get into Slack and see what's the fuss about, what people are talking about, and observe a little bit of the things and start exploring how you can help in that specific team. So in core would be going to track or going to GitHub and, you know, this kind of things. If you want to do translations, then there is a uh, there is a software called GlotPress, which is used to make translations. If community is your jam, then you need to take some uh, self-training and then you can help uh, communities around the world organize their events. Um, and if the team is not very active, like the test team, <laughs> there's a whole world of opportunities there. <laughs> so if test is your jam, then... I would say read. There isn't much to read because it has been inactive for so long that you will catch up quite quickly. But then if you have an idea of how to revive that team, then definitely post post it. Say, I wanna I wanna take this back. I wanna do this. Within so from your vantage point, what you see across the contribution ecosystem, where do you think some of the most opportunities are right now because you have all these different options, but from your, from what you can see, if people are thinking and they're wanting to, maybe they don't really care so much where they focus on, but they, they want to contribute and mm -hmm. help. Where do you think some of the most opportunity for help is like even in the boring things? So support always, always needs help. Support is replying in the forums and that is a great way to contribute and learn because by replying to questions from WordPress users, you learn tons about WordPress. So support is, I, I'm pretty sure they will welcome everyone. But also, you know, one thing that I don't want people to misunderstand is that they can do all of this without becoming hardcore contributors to WordPress. This is what I do. Like if you if you drop by the, the support forums to ask a question and you encounter a question that you have the answer to, you can right there reply. And it's great. You don't have to have this life commitment to the cause. You can just do that and it's super helpful or you have a plugin help translate it in other languages either by translating it yourself if you know other languages or by looking for help uh, to translate it and that is always helpful and that act of doing so at least in my mind is is part of what ownership in this ecosystem means like by using wordpress by helping someone else you're also helping yourself because if someone else succeeds on this project, that's one more person yeah. who is using it and, and helping to spread the word, which we ultimately benefit from. Yeah. I like to think of it like helping to take care of a garden or something, yeah. right? Like doing this little bit here and there, it's, 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 um, it helps us as well. We learn new things or if we're helping out someone else, it's one more person who can have success in this project yeah. and that ultimately benefits all of us as well. Yeah. I Francesca agree. Morano, thank you so much for coming on Crossword. It has been Thank such a Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, such a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Can we go on for another four hours? We probably could. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a bit late for me, and probably you all have other stuff to do than chatting. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for all that you're doing in core. If people want to know more about what you're working on, Just they're curious about you. Pink me. I love so I am a fake extrovert or a fake introvert i don't know yet so i haven't figured it <laughs> out yet two. so we call that an ambivert ambivert right? but they say they don't really exist
I, well, I, I, I identify as an animal. Well, I've been told that that's not really a thing. <laughs> so, I have always thought of myself as someone that really likes also being in our home and doing our own things, especially because my role, my previous role, had me travel all around the world. And now I could, as you can tell, talk for hours about anything with anyone. So please ping me on Twitter as Francesca Marano. <laughs> Or if you make it past the first big hurdle of contribution to WordPress, which is signing up for Slack, honestly, it's one of the most complicated processes out there. Oh, yeah. uh, so if you, if you make it to Slack, please ping me. I'm Francina, which is small Francesca. And that's my nickname as a kid. And there aren't many Francescas. And there are a lot of Francescos, but not many Francescas. So you will that's right. you will find me. Also, I have the Yoast avatar. Don't confuse me with Sergey because our avatars look a bit, different, <laughs> a bit similar. But Sergey is also very nice. So even if you ping Sergey by mistake, he'll be super nice. And <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for all that you're doing and, and the, your perspective. And until uh, next time. Yes. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>